0: You got a vibe. and I know
1: starts Welcome to a podcast dedicated to oh. your mental health. I'm Bailey with the Recording Library of West Texas. Hi, I'm
0: Christy Edwards. I'm the executive director and a therapist at Centers for Children and Families.
1: Hi, I'm Melanie
2: Size I'm the Marketing and Development Director at Centers for Children and Families. Together,
1: we're bringing you tips and tricks on how to navigate this thing called life. This is Center Solutions. Due to the nature of some of the topics that are discussed, listener discretion is advised.
3: I think we should start today's episode off doing a recap of the last episode we did where we had a nurse who's been front lines at the COVID-19 unit at a hospital um, come on the show and give her story. And it was such an impactful story. And let's just discuss that for a brief moment. By the time this airs, that one will be available on SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcast. So I encourage you to find that episode um let's let's discuss that for a minute. I think that was just such a great one that we've done you guys definitely I think um
2: we all talk about the we we hear a lot of media, whether it's social media or news media, and there's a lot of conversation about numbers and that was a really important part of her message. They are not dealing with numbers in our hospital um our healthcare workers are dealing with human lives. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I thought that was such an important reminder when we're checking statistics and numbers and, you know, trying to, trying to weigh that, what that seems like in our minds when we're focusing on where to go, what to do, social distancing, et cetera. It's so important to remember that human
0: lives are, are what those numbers represent. Yeah, I and mean, as a right. therapist I think it resonated with me because you just hear um like the stress and the kind of the weariness that was in her voice, even though, you know, she loves her job and she loves helping people. Um, just what she has to do whenever she takes off of her um takes off her professional cap and goes home and all the um rigors that she goes through just to be able uh to go home. So that's you know which I love that we are able now to provide the free sessions to frontline workers because I think she would be somebody that could definitely benefit just from what my therapist ears picked up.
2: Oh, 100%. And, and it's uh, not just, you know, it's the nurses and the doctors, everyone working in the hospital, frankly. And our EMTs and those first responders, we want to be able to provide uh, counseling to all of those folks that are, are dealing with, what we don't get to see every day, we hear about it. We don't really know it's affected all of us, but we are not working that directly with what this pandemic really means. So, it truly is a a blessing to be able to have that uh, that experience, or, or to be able to have the ability to help them through their through their trials for sure. And that leads into this episode, which is connection while social distancing we are uh, all trying to do our best for our healthcare system uh and for each other to try to you know step back 6 feet and you know now there's all the mask wearing which kind of that changes our social uh scape everything so here we are in this world and how do we stay connected because christy connection is important for humans we need each
0: other yeah we we need each other I mean, we, we uh we thrive on connectedness and belonging to something greater than just ourselves or our you know immediate family so that is a big part of what makes us who we are and feeling completely supported if you've got a you know you got family support you've got social support you've got professional support and um sometimes when those get a little wobbly you get a little wobbly mhm mm-hmm.
2: yeah and if you think about it we've um we we've had our moment where we were separated, we were quarantined, and then we came out a little bit, and then, you know, we don't really exactly know what our future looks like, but we do know that some of the things that we're used to have been put on pause, like the normalcy of weddings and funerals, mm-hmm. birthday parties, uh, there's a little bit of a different climate at our restaurants, you know, concerts, things that we used to take for granted, I guess.
3: Right, uh, and just like just like the nurse on the the last episode, we mentioned, you know, she talked about having to tell a loved one over Zoom that their that their loved one had passed away, that a family oh, member had yeah. passed away. That's extreme. I mean, we're used to
2: being able to walk into a hospital with a family member or know that we can have a family member with us, and knowing that that's something that's been removed, that's pretty serious.
0: It has, and I think one of the things that COVID has stolen from us is those rites of passage, whether they're joyous rites of passage or whether they're, you know, serious and um, sad, like funerals and things like that, because it is, we're used to being able to say, we met that milestone, we had that rite of passage, we've moved on. I think what's going to happen is that um, many of us are going to be delayed in whatever. Milestone that we were not able to have.
2: Yeah, just, and that's so true. I think about my uh, daughter graduating high school and, you know, while it was, things did move a little quicker, it was very different. There is an experience that she will have missed. And of course, a lot of kids missed prom. That didn't, that wasn't a thing this year. So there are some things that, that, uh, Especially
0: kids growing up are going to miss out on, uh, well, have missed out on this year, right? And it speaks to what your expectation is. I mean, you know, like for prom, junior senior prom, or for graduation, any of those kind of things that you know that you've had to build up, or if you've had older brothers or sisters or anyone that have gone through that, you have you have this uh, kind of built in expectation of what it's going to be like. And so when it's not, you kind of always still have that anticipation of. Where is it? When is it going to happen? And what do you mean it's not going to happen for me? Oh, and kids playing sports. I have a
2: a friend and, you know, baseball season was out. Uh So that's, those are some significant things. Obviously there are things that we can live
3: through, but it still affects everyone to have those big changes,
2: have things taken
3: away. You know, as human beings, we rely so much on those social circles. This topic reminded me of social identity theory, which is a communication theory um, that basically says that a person's sense of who they are depends on the groups to which they belong. So that's why we categorize people, a professor, a mother, a Democrat, Republican, we put those people in those groups and that helps us to kind of understand more about who we are and helps us to define our appropriate behaviors according to those groups which it's a really interesting theory that i encourage um you know the listeners to google and research because i think people are in kind of a constant state of identity crisis right now wouldn't you agree christy Oh, I totally agree. And, and I, um,
0: yeah, so I'm like, who am I? Right. Right. So, you know, I mean, if, if you really, you could be laying in bed at night and you, some weird thinking can happen. Whenever you're thinking, this is what I thought I knew, but now I no longer think that. And when will that come back? So those are just, you know, personal questions that you can ask yourself. But, um, it, yes, whatever our identity is, whoever it is that we identify with, once we don't have that connectivity with that, with that group or that person or whatever, it really does take, I keep saying we're wobbly or we're off balance. And I think that's just the best way that I can describe it is whenever something is we like having, uh, you know that balance in our life, that homeostasis. This is where I feel best, and when that's not there, I don't feel like we are um, maybe working at our best or communicating at our best. We're mm-hmm. just off. Yeah, I think um, so many of us. I mean, it, things
2: have changed a lot. I know my my event calendar was so full, my social calendar, everything, so busy. It's hard to find time for anything. Prior to March <laughs> and then it's all of that went away, so it, it does kind of make you i mean it's it's a really quick shot to your system, and you can find some of the joys like we have an episode on the joys in quarantine some of the slow slow it down uh, you know there are there's some benefits to that, but I think you know, it kind of makes you go, who am I now? Am I going to be the busy person or is that canceled? Am I changing? Mm -hmm. It it, it really is interesting to think about how this changes you as a person and who you think you
0: are. And, you know, we're evolving, that's for sure. Well, But. but I'm hoping people will take this time to go, okay, how? So, Melanie, whenever you're talking about your, you know, social calendar being so busy, it's like, okay, with a, Socially busy because I was just socially busy. Was I replacing being busy with something else? You know, like you said, being more introspective. What was the purpose? What was the meaning? Was that something I even really wanted to do? True. So, right. But I think everybody's taken a hard look at and I think we're going to learn the beauty of saying no to being overextended. And, uh, although right now some of us would like to be more extended than we are. But, but, recognizing, oh, this time with my family is important. Maybe I don't want to commit to being on every board that I'm asked to be on, or maybe not every project that comes down the line at work do I have to have my stamp on that? You know, maybe sometimes I'm gonna like,
3: yeah, I let somebody else have that one. I think that would make a great episode, the art of saying no. <laughs> uh, I totally agree yeah, that are, would make a therapy session.
0: <laughs> some of us have a hard time saying the n word, no. <laughs> you know it's like hard to get it out
2: yes no is no is hard for some people i'm al- i always admire people when i uh i have some friends and they have they're really good at saying no no i i can't commit to that i'm like oh i need to be more like you <laughs>
3: i think it's even harder for us in non-profit sure
2: Oh, definitely, because we're used to you know taking on a lot and juggling a lot, wanting to help, so I think it's it almost feels sacrilegious to say no, so um, I think uh gosh, connection is so important right now, and we're separated, and we've got this whole thing with. Masks. Christy, can you talk about how masks affect our social interactions? I mean, you know that this from your therapy sessions, but just what it does to us as a society, just to change.
0: Well, I mean, just think about how, you know, we lo- start learning as infants how to read people's faces and cues and, you know, social social cues and, you know, are people, are you smiling at me or whatever? You know, so right now, I think what I've noticed is people don't make as much eye contact as, as mm-hmm. they do because it's like, you know, what, is that somebody I know? It looks like it might be, but I don't want to be staring, you know, kind of thing. It feels like a stare instead of a <laughs> smile. They can't see your smile, so you feel like a... Weirdo. I mean, right. This is a perfect example. I was in Albertsons the other day, and there was a guy with his uh, with a little, cute little dog, you know. And I'm looking at I'm looking at the he's holding the dog, so I'm looking at the dog. And he goes, um, "This is my emotional support animal." So I guess he thought that I was <sighs> look, wondering why the heck you have a dog in Albertsons, which is really not true. The dog was cute, and I was just looking. Have you seen my entire face? He would have known I'm smiling. You know, right. and, yeah. look, and looking at the dog. But, you know, for him, he just sees that there's this woman that all he can see her is her eyes, and she's staring at the dog. And so his opinion, or his initial thought was, she's judging me for having my emotional support animal in Albertsons. Not at all. So, we yeah. all need an emotional support animal right now. <laughs> yes, anything, even an iguana.
2: But before, I feel like it might be right like a good idea to carry around little cardboard signs or or something like on your
0: shirt that says I'm smiling right now. <laughs> so if you think about in therapy so much of that is you know is um reading each other in therapy, you know, are are you getting um unconditional positive regard from your therapist is your therapist you know on board with what you're talking about is are things working or is there some hesitation you lose some of that in therapy so then what you have to count on is really great communication skills and not all therapists are great at that and not all clients that come in are great at that so it's definitely a challenge and it can make you feel when you leave a a therapist's office, or if you're doing teletherapy, even if it's like, that just wasn't, didn't really feel complete to me. And so that's a great perspective. Yeah. So it's, it's something that we struggle with and we had just, we go around the block asking lots of questions, you know, do you understand what I'm saying? Does this make sense to you? Do you have questions for me? This is what I think I heard you say. Um, You know, I'm really laughing inside. There's a smile behind my mask, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like Melanie was saying. So yeah, just, it takes a lot more effort. And I think, um, gosh, we're, we're social creatures. Some of us
2: may be more than others, uh, but we're connected to so many people, including our family members and coworkers, our neighbors, friends, acquaintances, you know, people we play golf with or, you know, whatever it is, all of these, uh, now, now we've been forced to have a little limitation in our, on in our interaction, uh, with all of these people in our lives that we're used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that affects your mental health and your physical health, I think. So, there's research that supports that your overall health, uh, there's positive health benefits on having social connectedness, uh, just engaging with your network and, uh, partaking in activities. It's all proven to have some, some really great health benefits, uh, like reduced stress levels, uh, building of your immune system, which by the way, kind of need that right now, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, especially now um you know just feelings of belonging uh, it can help improve memory and cognitive skills it increases your motivation for self-care. I mean, really think about it. Do you really? How many of us joke about wearing pajamas, we're you know, letting everything go because you're not saving anyone? So it really is motivating to be around people. Um, your stress hormones lowers when you're when you have that connected feeling. Um, and then something Christy always talks about is that resilience factor. It helps build,
0: build resilience. So, yeah, if you feel like that you if you feel like you can handle something, then you most likely will. If you're like this is too big, you're most likely going to avoid it, and you're gonna, you know, I always like to say pull the cover over your head or hide in the back of your closet to avoid doing anything. Which once again, that takes us off balance. So, um it's me- just
2: ironic that a lot of these things that we we uh, that that social connection helps to boost. Are the things that we're lacking in right now that we really super need right now. Right now we need our stress levels. <laughs> we need help with that. We need a stronger immune system. So we need resilience. We need, we need people.
0: So that's the irony of our social distancing. I am just going to say, you know, some of the disadvantages once again, some of the things that we've already talked uh-huh. about is, you know, it's the de- depression, you know, that comes with not being around. Or being with your connect, you know, connected group mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that you're normally around, you know, being lonely. I mean, there's been times, you know, that I've wandered through the house and I'm like, okay, I like, I like some alone time, but right now I'm feeling very, very disconnected. And I think the only thing I could come up with, I'm kind of feeling a little bit lonely, which can, you know, then lead to depression because it feels like this is going to last forever. You know, we take, Couple of steps forward, and then you know, like twenty back, and so at some point, you can start kind of feeling that helpless, hope, hopeless feeling.
2: Absolutely, and I think, I mean, loneliness can happen even if you have people in your home to Absolutely. to hunker down with. I mean, or you know, you get everybody gets a little too comfortable and used to your surroundings. We were never used to spending every waking hour with our family members and so gosh there's so much uh there's so many negative effects to isolation so it's important to try to find ways to uh, build that connectedness during this time
3: um, Christy do you have some suggestions on like you said you know you, there was a moment when you're like I'm lonely you know this is mm-hmm. w- what are some motivational things that we can tell ourselves to remind us you know we will get through this
0: yeah, So I'm a big believer believer in the cognitive, you know, you, you have to, you know, you challenge your own mind, you have to stop your, you know, your thoughts and go, okay, this isn't going to last forever, you're having this moment, you're just kind of having this moment right now, what is really going on? Is it for you because, well, maybe your kids haven't called, or maybe because your husband is having to work out of town, and so you're just, kind because you're finding yourself kind of floating you know, without, you know, being grounded with anyone, so... Challenge that thinking, pick up the phone, reach out to your kids, call your husband, call your parents, call a friend, you know, set up a, you know, a Zoom chat with girlfriends or, you know, something like that, FaceTime to see your uh, grandkids, which is what I like to do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and Melanie's always talking about doing her um, yoga class. So any the benefit right now to what we have available technology-wise is that we can tap into a group of Doing something somewhere. So right now it's just getting up and making the effort instead of wandering through your house going, I feel, you know, I'm really lonely and I'm sad. And now I just, you know, I think I'm just going to sit here and eat a pint of ice cream or a gallon of ice cream. So, you know, what you really want to do is, is make sure that you recognize in yourself when you reach the point where you really need to reach out to somebody.
2: That's true. And talking about my, uh, my yoga class, it's, um, it's a distance class truly because the studio is a studio in Fort Worth that I've loved. And so it was kind of, uh, kind of a perk to go, okay, I could really go to any exercise class in the world. That probably applies to a lot of other type of things because so many people have converted to these online platforms. So if you're looking for the silver lining and trying to find that place where you can, um, Go well, you know what? Maybe I can't do the things I like to do uh, locally in house, but I could open myself up to a whole world of different classes and uh, just a little research. I mean, I do think we're very lucky experiencing this during a time where we can stay connected, where the internet is a thing. Because I mean, that it would be very difficult. I think, like when I was a kid. Not to be able to ever have any contact with people, you know,
0: well, they, you know. Especially as a teenager, whenever that social, you know, connectedness is so important. So mm-hmm. if you're, you can't go, no, you can't even go to Sonic to get somebody to get a Coke. And, you know, that's you thrive and you develop who you are and where you fit in the world those connections as a teenager and when you don't have those that's you know that's very difficult so um, we're going to hope this thing does not last forever we and we know it will not but but to recognize whenever your teenage teenager really needs to do something so you know try to help them set up a zoom or you know get them out of the house to go do something don't just let them you know Sit in their room listening to dark heavy music or, you know, wondering what their girlfriend or their boyfriend's doing during that time. So kind of include them in things. Um, and, and we also have to remember that there are a lot of people that might not have the internet. So what we're going to have to have them do is, you know, hopefully they'll have a phone that they'll recognize when they're getting to that point where they want to go hide in the back of their closet that they're going to reach out to somebody. Or they're going, if there's, if they're living with anybody, they're going to say, let's play dominoes. Let's play cards. Let's don't just sit here and do nothing. And I don't want to just look at the uh, TV mindlessly for another 24 hours. So you've got to get yourself involved in something.
2: And I think you can still have social distance meetups at this point. I mean, everything's changed. Uh, but right. I think that's still going on at this point in time. So while that's allowed with caution, of course, we we always um, want to encourage it that everyone is cautious and doing all of the appropriate social distancing, taking those measures. But um, I, I think sometimes you just got to be around people.
0: Got to be around Not people. Like- Not like more than 10.
3: (laughs) It's also a great time to look into volunteer opportunities. Yes. Um, There's a lot of of, uh, organizations here locally that are doing things from home. You know, like we we just opened up um, recording audiobooks from home. So that's something that is very beneficial to us because it opened up a whole different area for people to, you know, record books for the visually impaired while sitting on your couch. I, I can't think of a better, um, activity. <laughs> so definitely check out volunteer opportunities for yourself and your kids. Yes.
2: That's yeah. That's, a great that's point. such a good point. And I know Centers south uh, our, right now our Kids First program, which is a, uh, supervised visitation program is operating under Zoom. So, uh, we are still recruiting volunteers for that and have training coming up in August. Um, so, We're all trying to do our best to accommodate and keep people safe. But, yes, volunteering is such a – that's another way to connect. And it's also a way to get outside of yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm a a big believer in that. Just, Uh I think we spend – you can spend a lot of time in the What Was Me world, and it's great to be able to do some work and – For the benefit of
3: others. Yeah, just just like Christy was saying, to kind of change your mindset to stop focusing on, I'm lonely, I'm depressed, or you know, you can focus on helping someone else during this time.
0: That's, yeah. a, that's such a huge thing. Is whenever you can take yourself out of your, like you said, of your feeling sorry for yourself, and saying, "Yeah, I can stuff envelopes. I can read a book. I can, you know, maybe do host a Zoom meeting. Uh, you know, I can do a lot of those things. I can buy some things from Amazon and have them delivered to your agency. It, anything that you can do that takes you out of feeling sorry for yourself and is a benefit to the greater good, I think at this point is great. And you
2: know, the, pivoting, we always, the ability to pivot." get yeah. Pivot in your brain. Change yeah. your mindset. Yeah, that's
0: a good one. We just always want to remind people that Centers is, you know, providing teletherapy to clients as part of the social uh, distancing responsibility plan. So if you are finding yourself, you know, maybe you're stuck in that rut or maybe you're not being able to pivot, as Melanie said, you're not being able to get out of that negative mindset or you have lost your balance, give us a call and we can get you taken care of and kind of help you find your balance again.
3: That's very important. That's very great. Important. That's great that you guys are offering that. Um, and for free for first responders, right? Correct.
2: correct. First responders, healthcare workers, everyone basically that works in the hospital. We yeah. are offering, uh, free counseling, uh, to those that are actively fighting COVID-19 right now. We want to help them because they're helping us.
0: And, you know, if you believe that your job is a first responder, call us and tell us why you think that. We're going to listen to you. Chances are we're going to be able to take care of you as well.
3: Mm-hmm. So let's end the episode with some words of encouragement from Christy.
0: Okay. So social connections are the threads that bind our communities together. we got to have human interaction. We have to find meaningful ways to connect we got to support each other and ourselves and our own health and well-being. Find those people or that community or that group that you can connect with, even if it's not going to be in person, up close and personal.
1: Center Solutions is a production of the Recording Library of West Texas. Post-production work is done by Bailey Henness. Content is provided by Melanie Size and Christy Edwards. Contact Centers for Children and Families at 432-570-1084 or the Recording Library, 432-682-2731. Email Melanie with questions you want answered on the show at msize at centerstexas.org. That's M-S-A-I-Z at dot O-R-G. Both nonprofits are on all social media platforms. See you next time.